It's time for the Give Me Zone on the ref. 11. Now this is a 12, guys. Now he's got to start worrying about qualifying for next year's Open and the Masters here. He's lost this tournament. He'll end up selling Countess Maritimes and renting golf carts the rest of his life. We're talking PGA, college, high school, local courses, and the latest golf news. I bet you slice into the woods a hundred bucks. Gambling is illegal at Bushwood, sir, and I never slice. Yeah. Okay, you can owe me. Now, it's time for three tremendous slouches. Well, we're waiting. Brian Vineyard, Josh Helmer, and Matt Reynolds. When you say betrayed and hurt, you as a tour player, why Why is that? Why, even to exp- almost like explain it to somebody that may not even follow golf, why are you betrayed and hurt by other guys going and taking money from a different league? Uh, well, because it hurts our tour and it hurts... Right. I mean, and it hurts us. So, I mean, that's the thing of, and another, I heard someone that brought up a good point is they're, you know, saying that I'm sure at some point, you know, some kind of lawsuits will be going. And if any of those guys that left to go play the other tour, sue the tour, they're suing me. They're suing Rory. They're suing Tiger. They're suing every single one of us that they've looked in the face, looked in the eyes and played rounds of golf with, played on cup teams with, shared moments whatever with and they're suing us so like to me that's where a little bit of the betrayal and and upsetting and sad feelings come from um again they are they're clearly doing what they feel is best for them so they're going to continue to go down that route in terms of lawsuits and whatnot but you know when someone said it that way it kind of hit home of like damn they really yeah they it's not the tour they're they are doing suing or if they are they are doing that to the tour but they're also doing it to me because I'm part of it. Ah, happy saturday everybody happy july 4th weekend to you as well the house is a rocking and that house is the pga tour the roof a little rattled thanks to the live tour those comments of course justin thomas on the no laying up podcast i just the notion that if and when which probably not if it's probably a matter of when josh elmer by the way alongside brian vineyard we call this the gimme zone good morning everybody probably a matter of no longer if but when, Brian, lawsuits do do start to fire between these players that have been suspended by the PGA Tour and now we know suspended by the DP World Tour as well or at least not allowed to take part in the Scottish Open if they've played in these live golf tour events. If and when that happens, then Justin Thomas says, you're not suing the PGA Tour, you're suing me. You're suing Rory McIlroy. You're suing Tiger Woods. Justin, no, they're not suing you. They're not suing Rory McIlroy. They're not suing Tiger Woods. They're suing the PGA Tour for their right to be an independent contractor. Josh, you're spot on. They're suing the dictatorship that has been the PGA. You might have to flip that around. Sorry about that. We got it better now, Josh? We're good. All We're right. golden. Yeah, they're suing the dictatorship that is the PGA Tour. 
Jay Monahan makes the rules. The players, all of them have said, we've never been included in those discussions. So that's great talking points that JT put out there that I'm sure were written for him by the tour. But the reality is he's trying to say they're doing it for the money, right? It's all about the money. What's always about the money, right, Josh? It's always about the money, and it's about the money for the PGA Tour. Well, otherwise would they not be so defensive, right? Why couldn't they have just made this work? Okay, I sent you the stat. I got this from our good friend Kelsey Klein, been a contributor on our show. Live Tour this week, 21 players from the top 100 official world golf rankings. The Horizon Irish Open, 11 players from the top 100 official world golf rankings. The John Deere, right? John Deere, nine from the top 100. Case closed, right? This is exactly why the Live Tour scheduled these events on the quote-unquote lesser events of the PGA Tour instead of going head-to-head. But no, 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 no. Jay Monahan says, no, I want to go in the ring and throw the haymaker at you. And now he's drawn a line in the sand and... Why wouldn't Greg Norman say, yeah, our original plan was to be on those off weekends, but next year I think we're going to go more at them. We're going to go hit maybe the Byron Nelson. We'll go hit, you know, Colonial. Let's just go ahead and fire right at them. Why wouldn't they, Josh? It's across the board, too. This graphic, well, that the Shark himself (laughs) shared out there, Greg Norman. Uh, You mentioned the top 100 in the official world golf ranking. 21 for the Live, 11 for the Horizon uh, on the DP World Tour, and 9 for the John Deere. It's major champions, too. 17 of the last 50 major winners are playing this week up in Portland on the Live Tour. Just one of the last 50 on the Horizon Irish Open. And just four of the last 50 in the John Deere Classic. And zero of the last 24 major winners. Ten of the last 24 major winners are playing in this event on the Live Tour in Portland. So, yes, Greg Norman's point that we had planned this schedule, curated it to where, really, we're not trying to be altogether combative with the PGA Tour's big events. Those numbers bear that out. That is true. But like you said, the softball... It might be over now. Softball questions, all of that. It might be time to get serious and play a little bit of hardball moving forward for Greg Norman in the Live Tour. And it looks like that's the case. They've added events uh, to their schedule for 2023, which we can break all of that down as we move along throughout the morning. But uh, the idea that the Live Tour, Brian, was just going to stay on these weekends that really weren't signature weeks for the PGA Tour or signature events for the PGA Tour, the gloves are off. And that probably is not going to be the case going forward now. No, you're right, Josh. And and you referenced lawsuits earlier. You know, I think, and we've hit on this before, the lawsuits happen if the PGA Tour strong arms, the USGA and the PGA of America and all those folks and the Masters – and the, and the Open Championship to keep these guys out. If that happens, you 100% will have lawsuits. And I think, I think we're getting them regardless, but I agree with the sentiment and the road you're taking us down. 
that just streamlines it. That just makes it quicker. Because really, when I step back and think about this live tour and think about just the climate of the golf world that we find ourselves in right now, live tour is not going away so long as these guys can play in major championships. But if the PGA Tour can get with the USGA, uh, get with the folks that run the Open Championship, obviously Augusta National, and somehow convince those folks in the PGA of America that anybody that's taken part in the Live Tour is no longer going to be allowed in major championships going forward, well, that's potentially a death blow to the Live Tour just snap your fingers. It, as soon as that happens, this thing could dissipate overnight. And with that, that means that, guess what? There will be legal ramifications and there, there will be lawsuits flying left and right very, very quickly as soon as this thing escalates to that point. I don't know that we're ever going to get there, Brian. I, I think that what we've seen so far, which it looked like initially, remember a couple of weeks ago we were talking about how bad monumental it was for the live tour that basically the dp world tour had said yeah we're not we're not going to go the route of any suspensions here if you want to play on the live tour and then come play on the dp world tour have at it we've seen that behind closed doors clearly jay monahan the pga tour commissioner and the powers that be of the pga tour they got with the powers that be of the dp world tour and said no 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 We've had a symbiotic relationship for a long time. And if we're suspending on our tour, you're suspending on your tour. And whatever strings they had to pull to make that happen, clearly they got that accomplished, Brian. Follow the money, Josh. Follow the money. So here's the deal. Which of the major championships is one is going to step up and say, no, I don't want 20 to 25 of the top 100 golfers in the world not playing? Which is going to step out there and say that? It's, it, it's, it's foolish, right? It's foolish for them to take that stance. The, the more that we get to the point where we're talking about 21 of the top 100 in the official world golf ranking, and oh, by the way, the PGA Tour has suspended seven more players this week, including Patrick Reed, uh, who are taking part in this Live Golf Tour. The more that you see that migration of – top players in the world, then, yeah, the less likely the major championships. If it was one or two and, say, it was Sergio Garcia, for example, aging star, even a Phil Mickelson is easier to justify for the Masters and for the USGA and for the PGA of America. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, Phil Mickelson became the oldest major champion you know, just a, a little over a year ago. But the idea that Phil Mickelson is going to be regularly toward the top of a leaderboard, Brian, at a major championship, it, it doesn't really exist anymore. Maybe one week for the next five years he can contend in a major championship. But I think we've seen, even in these first couple of Live Golf Tour events, that Phil Mickelson, by and large, is not the same golfer that Phil Mickelson was. So, if it was, say, again... Just Sergio Garcia, just Phil Mickelson, even with everything that Phil Mickelson has been for the world of golf, for the PGA Tour, for major championship golf, it's easier to to step back and say, yeah, you guys, 
can't take part in this major championship. But when it's a Dustin Johnson and a Brooks Kepka and some of these other younger stars that are making the move over, these major championships, they have to proceed with caution, Brian. They can't just shut the gates. No, you're right, Josh. And, you know, if it were just the 40s and 50-something, it's a totally different deal because then you're essentially just going head-to-head with the senior tour. The, the, the reality is this, is that what Phil did was so unbelievable and remarkable to win a major championship at his age. When's the last time that was done? Oh, never, right? And so that shows you that what an anomaly that is. And you're right that that is not going to be the norm. That's very abnormal for somebody that age to be able to compete on that high a level in a major especially one that's not the Masters. The Masters is, you know, Augusta is a course that kind of lends itself to being wide open and course knowledge being such a big factor as we heard from all of our guests that were on before the Masters. But I've played Kiwa Island and that course is an absolute bear. And for that guy to win on that course, in my opinion, made it 10x bigger accomplishment than what it, what it was. Even what the media was saying but here's you hit on the great point. You've got a lot of the top players in the world going over, and then you're starting to get these fresh-out-of-college young guys. Eugenio Lopez-Shakara, OSU golfer, one of the top amateurs in the world, straight to the Live Tour. So what is the PGA Tour going to do if you start losing, I'll oh, just say, five or three of the top ten amateurs in the world every year to the Live Tour? They don't know the PGA Tour. And the thing that galls me is that the PGA Tour says they made these guys. The reality is these guys helped make the PGA Tour as well. Granted, it was up and thriving and going before them because of, you know, the Nicholases, the Watsons, the Palmers, all of those players, Hogan's, all those players. But the reality is, these guys, DJ and them, they and Phil, they've taken golf to a whole new level. Tiger Woods. Well, a lot of it is Tiger Woods, but but the reality is they were part of that. If Tiger Woods didn't have any competition, who was there a lot of the time to compete against him? Mickelson. Phil Mickelson, right? So, you know, I still wish that Jay Monahan would swallow a little bit of pride and say, hey, Let's make this work. You know, we're not going to endorse what you're doing, but we're going to get rid of these suspensions and just allow everybody to be, as you said, independent contractors. So the easy lawsuit is when it does happen, they're going to take the stance, well, you need to pay the matching taxes for all these employees. Right. I mean, if you're treating them as employees and telling them when they have to work and when they can't work. Or where they can work. That's the IRS definition of an employee versus an independent contractor. Yeah, it's just going to get so fascinating over the coming months. If you think this part right now is interesting, oh, just wait until lawsuits really start happening and then the fallout of everything that happens from there. We've got scoreboards to update for you. Dustin Johnson playing well in the aforementioned Live Golf Tour series from out at Pumpkin Hills, is that right? That's a Pumpkin cool- Ridge. Pumpkin, Pumpkin Ridge. Ridge. Pumpkin Ridge. That's a cool name for a golf course. I've had the pleasure of playing it. It's a fantastic golf course, Josh. Challenging golf course? Very much so. They've got two 18s. I- I've played both 18s. They're fantastic. Well, let's take an opening timeout. We'll get you updated on those leaderboards. And uh, 
we missed Brian last week, so I'm going to ask him the same question we asked Matt last week. Which major champion so far? Which one was most impactful or meaningful so far in 2022? All of that to come right here. It's the Gimme Zone on the ref. Josh Helmer alongside Brian Vineyard. It is the Gimme Zone right here on the ref, brought to us by Elite Roofing Systems, EliteRoofOK.com, locations in Oklahoma City and in Tulsa. 405-361-3094-918-984-5475. The number to call over at Elite Roofing Systems. Promised you a little leaderboard update on the Live Golf Tour from out in Portland. It is Dustin Johnson and somebody that uh, was just suspended in Carlos Ortiz, who are at the top of the leaderboard. They are eight under par. Two rounds uh, in the books for those two. couple of shots behind is Brandon Grace. He had a three-under second round. Justin Harding, five-under par. Brooks Kepka right within striking distance. And Louis Oosthuizen as well. Patrick Reed is uh, four-under par. All three of those golfers, by the way, are four-under par. In the John Deere Classic, how about this? We've got JT Poston at the top. He's uh, 15 under par through uh, through a couple of rounds. Denny McCarthy is 11 under par. Matthias Schwab, 10 under par. But the other name at 10 under par, someone obviously all of us very familiar with, Chris Goderup, 10 under par. Well, Chris has got a great chance to cash a nice big paycheck as a pro. And events like... You know, like you said, these kind of second-tier events on the PGA Tour, like the John Deere, provide opportunities for these guys to go make some money and to keep their tour card, right? And so for a Goddard up, him to play well in this event, if he can finish strong over the weekend, he can secure his card. And that's a big deal. Be huge. Be huge. I mean, obviously, he's had two great rounds in the book so far, and we hope for a similar terrific moving day. Forgot her up, who was just amazing for Oklahoma. Just amazing for the Sooners. So we were kicking this around off the air. Tiger Woods. Now, publicly, we know how Tiger Woods is going to, we think, right? We've seen a little bit of it. And, you know, when we hear more from Tiger Woods in the future, pretty good indication of what Tiger Woods will say about the Live Golf Tour hey, it's, it's your choice, I don't like it, but it's your choice to go play the Live Golf Tour. And that's easy for Tiger Woods to say today in 2022 after all of the endorsement money he's made over the years, what the PGA Tour has meant to him in his career. But if we could rewind and let's say Tiger Woods is – 21 right now in the year 2022 and his landmark victory or it's 1997 Tiger Woods in 2022 right landmark victory at the Masters what would Tiger Woods do today would he still have the same standpoint or would he you think join the live tour wow Josh what a great question the reality is 21 year old let's go back earlier 21 year old Tiger Woods right out of Stanford Kind of like Eugenio Shikaro. Uh, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he? And so 
while the PGA Tour is taking the stance that the Tour made these players, I'd argue the opposite. Tiger Woods made the Tour for the last 20 years, right? Can anybody argue against that? No. No, I mean... The audience he brought, the diversity to the game that he brought that was never there before, which has been fantastic for golf, right? Look how many young African-American golfers we have today that pre-Tiger Woods would have never picked up a golf club. That wouldn't even been on their radar. And all the things that he's done through his foundation to provide opportunities for minorities in this game. And just look at the commercials, right? Look at the commercials that have been generated around him to promote the game of golf as a whole to all people of all races and colors, not just what used to be, yeah, quite frankly, rich white guys game. Sure. Country club game back yeah. in the day. And Tiger Woods opened those doors and opened those doors to fans too, right? Because of the type of golfer that he was. He, he brought the sport – Probably most importantly, as you're discussing two minorities that wouldn't have picked up golf clubs, like that's the the most important influence. But for the PGA Tour, hey, he lined your wallets too based on the fact that he broadened the game's horizon to people that were not paying any attention to the game of golf. Tiger Woods, though, many years ago, would he have been so loyal before the PGA Tour became what the PGA Tour for Tiger Woods? And would Tiger Woods have been the same sensation? That's a fair counterpoint you could argue back, right? If Tiger Woods had gone on the live tour, if this had existed back then, I I think that's a fair rebuttal to say, okay, well, would Tiger Woods have been the sensation that Tiger Woods ultimately became? I think I would answer yes, because Tiger Woods simply had the game to where he was going to go Win, start winning major championships the way that he won major championships. And ultimately, Brian, in the game of golf, if you're doing that, you're at the top of the world. But it would be a fair counterpoint. I'm a huge Nicholas fan, always have been. And But Tiger Woods at the top of his game had more talent than Jack Nicholas because he had more competition too. Jack had some competition, but not near as much as Tiger did, would. Woods did in his prime. And and think about this. 20 were on Tiger Woods. Who was his agent? Earl Woods. So you're telling me, Earl, if somebody comes to him with millions of dollars and says, hey, we want Tiger to be our tour star, I got to think he would have gone. And, and about- Earl Woods was the decision maker, too. Absolutely he as, was. As we've seen, look, can we just treat it all totally as fact? But you've seen the documentary on Tiger Woods and his father and the relationship there. And we all know the importance that Earl Woods had on Tiger Woods growing up on his sometimes maybe over the top dedication to the game of golf, but also to just Tiger's entire orbit, the way that he lived, the way he existed. If Earl Woods was basically given the, the idea that, Hey, Here's millions and millions of dollars for Tiger Woods. The the type of money that we've seen getting thrown around for some of these some of these golfers over there, Tiger Woods, okay, would have gotten a similar if not larger figure uh, just based on what was expected of him coming out of Stanford. So, yes, <laughs> yes, from that standpoint, it would have been very unlikely that Earl Woods would have said no. I mean, I I think that's fair to say. 
Well, and hey, and that's not a knock on Earl Woods either. He made some fantastic decisions and guidance of Tiger along the way. Unbelievable. But hey, Josh, let's think about this. How many times did Tiger Woods take a million plus dollar appearance fee to go play in the United Arab Emirates tournament, the Dubai Opens, those types of things? So how's the PGA Tour, if this thing goes to court, how are they going to stand there in front of the judge and jury and go, yeah, we allowed Tiger, but we're not going to allow these other guys? It, it's it's just not going to add up, right? No. No, it won't. It won't. I, I don't know how you argue that. I, I don't think you can. I, I don't think that they have an argument to begin with, the PGA Tour. No, and, and you know, I would see why they're so defensive if the Live Golf Tour had came and said, we're going to head-to-head with you every single week and we're going to try to put you out of business. If that had been their stance – I understand why they would be so defensive and why Jay Monahan would have done what he did. He had to protect his own game. But this was not about protecting his game. This was protecting his power. That's all it was about. That's all it's ever been about. And the reality is he's hurt the game and the players now, and you've created a divide in the locker room of those PGA Tour events. And you tell me when you go to the majors – it's going to be a little icy, right? Oh, sure it is. Yeah. I mean, there's some guys that – you heard Justin Thomas to open the show, and if we need to play it again, we will. His quote basically saying, if you're suing the PGA Tour, you're suing me. I mean, that's – whether it's right, wrong, and different, that's part of the mindset that's festering over – for these guys that have chosen to stick with the PGA Tour, to not play on the Live uh, Golf Tour Series, Justin Thomas feels that way. He, he, he feels like he's been betrayed by these golfers that have made the decision to go play in this Live Golf Tour. Or does he, Josh? Or are those just talking points handed to him by the tour to say, hey, we're going to give you X to go be our front man and fall on the sword for us. Are those really his feelings? They might be. But the reality is, so you're going to tell me the guys he's friends with, he's now not going to be friends with? I don't, I don't buy that, right? And, and here's the deal. Everybody's got to do what's best for them and their family. Period. You know, Jack Nicholas, $14 million to build a golf course over there, but yet... We're going to talk about the human rights violations. I'm going to take your money to build a golf course, but the tour, no. Come on. I said, that's really hypocritical, right? Well, the other part of it for me is the Justin Thomases and Rory McIlroys of the world that are obviously they've turned it. So they've turned it to the figureheads for the PGA Tour. They're the biggest stars over on the PGA Tour. Two of the biggest stars in the game of golf, Justin Thomas we'll debate it before we get you out of here before hour two, Brian. I know Matt Reynolds is is sliding in and you're shipping off, but Justin Thomas is a recent major champion, now a two-time major champion. So what he says carries weight in the game of golf. But for those two guys on some level to not fundamentally understand that, look, Jay Monahan was trying to squash this thing to continue to pay you less. That was a big piece of the puzzle for the PGA Tour. It wasn't until finally there was a full court press on from this live tour and they realized, oh, this thing might actually have some staying power, that the PGA Tour went and added some no-cut events, that the PGA Tour 
Brian responded with eight of its signature events really having enhanced purses. It wasn't until they they totally realized, oh wow, we we do need to financially make this a little bit better for the players. So interesting. And they and they magically came up with several hundred million dollars more to put back into it. Was that money just sitting in the cookie jar somewhere? Exactly. It it, it could have been done. And oh, by the way, they're still not even reportedly going to do that until the twenty twenty four season. So line the coffers for at least one more year before there's any legitimate change on the PGA Tour instead of uh, in terms of those purses and the no cut events. Do a timeout. The generational portion of this, it it does, it does lend itself the Live Golf Tour to the younger demographic, and we'll tell you why next. It's the Gimme Zone brought to us by the Territory Golf and Country Club. Josh and Brian back with you right after this. Gimme Zone back with you, brought to us by Elite Roofing Systems. Check them out. Locally owned and operated, headquartered in Norman and in Tulsa, and serving customers in the greater OKC area since 2010. EliteRoofOK.com. Free quotes. They're bonded and insured. Of course, there's affordable pricing. Number to call in OKC, 405-361-3094. In Tulsa, 918-984-5475. Craig Cox has got – he's got some game, you know. Craig played in our uh, member guest last weekend, finished T4. How so, about that? So he's got some game along with uh, having a great great uh, roofing company, right? Yeah. No, that's that's impressive. That's impressive. Who's the better golfer between you and Craig? I don't want to say that. Come on, you're putting me in a corner. It probably depends <laughs> on the day, right? That's right. That's the That's the – Politically correct response. I'm older too, Josh. I should be getting strokes from him. Anyway, I'm old. So the this is from SI. There's a story out, and I I guess they're aggregating what somebody else's poll discovered last week, which not going to be a shocking discovery here. Headline looks like this. Harris poll shows PGA Tour versus Live shaping up to be a generational battle. Their poll results show that younger U.S. golf fans, they're more open to the startup tour and that the Live's controversial Saudi backing, it's not discouraging young fans from watching. Well, that's not surprising, is it, Josh? I mean, if you've seen especially the Fred Couples, the Jack Nicholas's, all of the you know, 60-plus crowd, they definitely are going to be against this, probably for those fundamental reasons of who's backing it. But they're also just, you know, the older you get, you're, you kind of become more of a traditionalist typically. And, you know, that part doesn't shock me at all. You know, where I think the live tour is bringing in that younger group too is just doing things different, right? New and fresh, 54 holes, shotgun starts, Playing in places the PGA Tour typically does not. The Pacific Northwest is golf crazy, and that's where they're at this week. The PGA Tour doesn't go up there very often. They had, you know, the U.S. Open up in, up in Washington. But, but the reality is 
there's some fantastic golf courses up there. Pumpkin Ridge has two of those. They're two of the top 20 courses in the state of Oregon right now, as ranked by Golf Digest. And, the, you know, if you look where they're putting events, it's engulfed starved places where the tours typically have not gone very often or at all. And that is very, very smart on their part, as well as what we talked about off the air, Josh, bringing in these young guys, right? Bringing in these guys right out of college. They're the rising stars, the rising amateurs in the world and getting them acclimated out there and a part of their exposure. I think it's really smart. Well, and, for these amateurs that are coming up, like the kid out of Oklahoma State, if the Live Golf Tour, which I think there's a chance that they're going to get this accomplished, if they can get it to where the Live Tour is registering for world golf ranking points, then that's going to be, again, another complete game changer for that tour as they now are gearing up for 14 events going into next year. So these amateurs that are coming out, they're not just joining this tour for the paycheck. No, they're legitimately joining and having the opportunity to enhance their official world golf ranking and ultimately to get themselves the opportunity to play in major championships. We'll see what uh, happens in terms of the DP World Tour. We know what happened with the Scottish Open, that if you've played in the Live Tour – Either one of these first two events, you're not eligible for that Scottish Open. It could be great news for the Asian Tour. I I think you'll probably see a lot of these players play more of those types of events in addition to the Live Tour where obviously there are already World Golf ranking points that you can accrue over there. Just a a little bit more from this uh, poll. The Harris Poll surveyed Americans to get a clearer picture of this fight for the future of golf. While a much larger proportion of respondents were familiar familiar with the PGA Tour than with the Live Tour, 80% as opposed to 35%, both golf fans and the population as a whole, they're curious about the Live Tour. Nearly three-quarters, Brian, of golf fans and 55% of U.S. adults who have both heard of Live Golf said that they plan to watch a Live Golf event this year. Two-thirds of the Live Aware Golf fans report having already watched one of these uh, opening events, which the way they wrote this, it's like, you know, they only only played the, the one event. So now, obviously, uh, they're playing in Portland this week. 40% of those 45 years of uh, 45 years old and younger familiar with Live as opposed to 35% of the overall population. So, 45 and younger, much more aware of what's going on with this Live Golf Tour. And from these numbers, Brian, much more receptive to the tour, which ultimately, that means staying power. You're right, Josh. And here's the deal. So let's look at that leaderboard of the John Deere this week. Yawn. Right? Except for our boy Goddard. Outside of Goddard and local flavor, right? What? What name out there are you going? I got to turn that on and watch him. No, it's not like I got to see JT Post and go. <laughs> no, you don't. It's not like Shoffley last week or McElroy or Justin Thomas or Tony Finau. It's it's not a magnetic name, a star on the tour that we're familiar with. 
You're right. I'll watch because I'm going to watch Chris Goddard. But guess what? I'm going to have the YouTube on my phone going at the same time watch, watching the live golf, right? Well, right. You, you want to see what's going on with Dustin Johnson. Is he about to win his first live golf tour event? Is he going to do it up in the Pacific Northwest? Which, that was a great point that you brought up. You know, I just think about, and we're right up against it here. Let's carry this over into the final segment of uh, this first hour. I just think about myself with the PGA Championship with some of these some of these uh, new new stops that don't typically get golf events and these types of stars coming to them on the PGA Tour. So a little bit, a little bit more on that before we close up. Hour number one, it's the Gimme Zone right here on The Ref. Josh Helmer alongside Brian Vineyard. As always, brought to us by the Territory Golf and Country Club. Gimme Zone on The Ref, back after this. A couple minutes before the top of the hour. A couple minutes left with Brian Vineyard here on the show this week with us. And then Matt Reynolds going to jump on in here. So, teased it before the break. Something that you brought up I, I think is a really good point. And that's the ability to for the live tour. And this is why, again, just me as a golf fan, I, I'm not here to hop on this microphone this week or next week or any day and tell you that if you're frustrated based on where the funding source for the live tour and how these players are getting paid, the political side of it, okay, hey, you're totally free to feel that way. And the fact that it's Saudi-funded money and it's a Saudi golf league, I'm not here to tell you that you're wrong for feeling like it's a little bit dirty or you're not going to support it. Totally understand that. Beyond that, though, take that out of the picture. Throw that aside if you can. To me, I've always from day one been of the mindset, Brian, more golf is good for golf. More professional tours – like this, if you can step back, if you're the PGA Tour, if you're the DP World Tour, so long as, again, you're not restrictive to your game's biggest stars, which clearly the PGA Tour has taken the approach that they're going to take that route, Dustin Johnson's still going to play in the Players' Championship. Dustin Johnson's still going to play in the World Golf Championships. All of your signature frontline events, not anymore, but... These other dates where, again, some of these PGA Tour events that, let's be real about it, people just don't care that much to watch them. Now all of a sudden you've got this Live Golf Tour that has a bunch of the game's biggest stars playing that week. That's good for the game of golf. And you know who else it's good for? It's good for the Pacific Northwest in Portland this week who get this type of event and have Dustin Johnson strolling through, teeing it up. Brooks Kepka strolling through, teeing it up. Patrick Reed strolling through, teeing it up. On and on and on, these major champions that are playing this event. And I told you, thinking about just myself, Brian, I'd never been to a PGA Tour event before Southern Hills hosted a major championship here. Now, part of that's just, you know, work and not finding the time. And I would have gone to a PGA Tour event somewhere or a major championship somewhere at some point in time. But there is a convenient portion there is a factor of convenience to it the fact that a major championship was here in the state of Oklahoma at Southern Hills in Tulsa I went I was at the major championship I'm sure a lot of you listening are the same way if it wasn't your first PGA Tour event you've been to or the first major championship you've been to 
it's probably on that short list for you because, again, the the PGA Tour, the major championship, the swing came through here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. This is great for golf for a place like Portland, Oregon, where, again, there's just not a lot of events up there, Brian. No, Josh, you're perfectly correct about that because Joe Q Public, I mean, you're, you're in the world of sports every day, 24-7. That's your job. You do a great job with it. And you're not going to get on an airplane and fly up to Portland, Oregon and, and watch a golf tournament. But guess what? If you lived in Salem, Oregon, and you could drive 45 miles to go see Bryson DeChambeau and Kepka, DJ, heck yeah, I'm there, right? And probably not have to pay that much to get in. I haven't did looked you, at what did you see ticket what, prices look like. Well, they're doing some fantastic things on that front. You know, college students in free. Under, oh, wow. Under 15 years old in free with the paid admission of an adult. You know, their alcohol prices and everything. I saw beers were $5, not, what was it, $19 at, at Southern Hills? Yes. I mean, come on. So they're doing some some things. At, by the way, free for veterans, free for first responders, free for folks that uh, work in the healthcare field. I mean, smart, right? You're trying to, to grow this thing, and that's just good marketing. It's great marketing, you know, and and the reality is I'm with you. More golf is good for golf because we have a lot of fantastic players in this world that need a forum, okay? And that forum may not always be the PGA Tour. That may be Live. It might be a mini tour. It might be Corn Ferry. But you never know where that next star is coming from. And this is just another opportunity for that. And, again, just for – more events to be out there that people can go watch and see these stars. Brian, hey, happy 4th of July to you. I didn't get to ask you about major champions so far this year. We, we'll do that next week, but have a happy 4th of July. Same to you, Josh. Matt Reynolds joins us next. Give me zone right here on The Rev.